Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. My God, Mr. Sam. (laughs) Well, you said we were time limited, so I thought best crack on. Crack on. Ah, look at you, your big cup of tea and me with my little baby one. What's that? My big cups, my big, my big cups in the dishwasher. This one says Brighton, Brighton is very gay. No, sorry. Brighton is still very gay and full of balls. (laughs) It's a quote from Samuel Rogers from 1829. Oh, that's fantastic. Favourite mug. Still still as as true today as it was in 1829. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it. Just chatting to a guy. I, I, I love Brighton. My... I mean, it's miles away from where I live now, but it's where my dad used to go out back in the day, mods and rockers and all that. Back in I love the... Brighton. I used to live um, down in Salt Dean. There's a, a development of apartments in the old Billy Butlin's hotel. It's called the Grand Ocean Hotel. The Grand Ocean. It is yeah, a... so like old sort of like Art Deco style um, And I, had a, I did have a little apartment in there for a while. So I was frequenting Brighton. Ah, love it. We should, in the summer, we should have a present and sober get together in Brighton. We can all go and jump in the sea. Sweet. And then, you know, go do some cool shit, as you say. (laughs) Look at me turning to you. Yeah, you do all the time. Let's do some cool shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what's better than doing cool shit? It's better than doing shit shit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and also, I should also say, because it's just reminded me um, of winding you up, uh, there's, uh, there's one of our lovely ladies who's in one of our path groups, and she was tickled pink. She's an Aussie. She was tickled pink that I called the podcast a poddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you didn't like it. Oh, is it? What did I? What did you? Yeah. When, when did that happen? What, on the show? Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure that this lady uh, messaged me and said, I've been listening to, uh, someone messaged me the other day and said, I've been listening to both of your your poddies. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic. But don't say that. <laughs> Can you stop calling it a poddy, please? It just didn't uh, seem right. Oh, I've got a stitch. See, that word. I need to stand up. Oh, God, you've got, you've got a stitch. We've got bloody nits in the house again. Fucking hell. Up till two o'clock in the morning. Try to get rid of those I'd little r- bastards. I'd rather have a stitch. <laughs> I have admits, um, has happened like never as a kid, funnily enough, because I, d- I don't know, short hair or whatever. And then obviously now I've got long hair. And then, uh, you know, Rob, when she worked in schools, she managed to, what's the word? Contract them. Is that the word? Contract them. Part <laughs> them home with her. Contract nits. And so I, I have sat to sit there late on a Friday night, just like, Having my head hair combed with weird combs. Anyway, didn't think we'd start with this today, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. There's all sorts of weird shit going on today, but we won't talk about any more of that. We're going to talk about the business. The business? Are we? What business? Well, the business that we're in. Oh, I was right. about to say podcasting then. Podcasting. Oh, right. uh, we're going to talk to you of a very important subject today, which it came about. We we do have very lovely lady who was our first merchandise customer by the way 
there's merchandise available on the Present and Sober shop. What's the link, oh, yeah. Sam? Uh, shop.presentandsober.com. Go get yourself some merch. Uh, so our lovely first customer from the merch store, I was having a little chat with her on a call yesterday and it was a brilliant discussion. And so I wanted to kind of bring that to life here because it will be massively useful for folks. And the discussion was broadly this, oh my God, I've got this massive work conference thing coming up. I haven't been to one for ages. I avoid them like plague, fucking hate them. I find or I feel like I'm more of an introvert. So the whole like being what she described, she said, I've got to be on. I've got to be switched on for five days or something. Oh, my God. I'm just dreading it. Absolutely dreading it. What can I do? And so uh, we had a fabulous discussion in the um, group coaching call. So I thought, why not bring it here and have a little chat and share all of the gems with our lovely, lovely listeners? That's good. Good plan. Good plan. Cool shit. Okay. And well, I know what I said, but I'm really interested in what you've got to say. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've kind got... of told you before we started recording this what I said. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> going to say everything that you said. So that you <laughs> yeah, and they'll be like, oh, fuck you, Sam. <laughs> um, take, uh, take a small animal with you and keep it in your pocket as a therapy a animal. Badger. Well, it's not small, is it? They're fucking massive. Well, but yeah, they are quite big, aren't they? Have you ever fucking seen one? Like crossing the road? Yeah, yeah. Not crossing the road. Just like, I saw, I saw one crossing the road once. I was like, shit, it's a badger. Near me. It's massive. They're not, um, they don't wait for the green man, silly little bastards. Um, no, I have seen one charging, charging, charging uh, through the dark. Uh, and one scared the living whoa, out of me when I was having a wee whoa. at a campsite. I thought, what the fuck? Oh, it's a badger. Oh, my God. And so now it's become my spirit animal one way or another, um, I feel. And then, anyway, yeah. What are we talking about then? Te- give me some kind of, give me a prompt. Give me a poke. Well, ask what, me a question. What would you, so if somebody says to you, like, I've got this work conference coming up. I'm absolutely dreading it. I hate them. I've got to be switched on the whole time. Don't want to go, but I have to. Duty, obligation, all of that. What would you say to them? Yep. Okay. So someone asked me this question the other day, actually. So the first thing I would want to potentially talk about, I don't know exactly what I'd say, but whenever we're in those um, moments, it really does feel like, doesn't it? We're getting information from the future, like we're running through what's going to happen in our head and this is going to be like that and that's mm-hmm. going to be like this. And and that ain't true. You know, we can't feel the future. So the first thing I'd I would sort of want to share with anybody is look just just take a breath. It's not happening right now. If you have a story in your head that tells you it's going to be X Y Z, you'll go in expecting X Y Z, and you'll be much more likely to find that because you know what the thing thinks the prover proves. So probably want to have a bit of a bit of a chin wag around that. And I'd also want to be talking about when it comes to all of these things. I mean, I know we're going to speak a little bit around, you know, things that you can do to prepare and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of it is actually just knowing that we've all got a whole bunch of stuff that's ready to support us. Um, And the less thinking we've got, the better we do. Like if you go into something like that with with a head full of bees, you know, you just you just don't you tend to feel insecure and all that kind of stuff. Mm, Yeah. And I think the honest truth is whether whether you 
and you know we might talk about this in depth on another show sometime soon whether you um what's the word identify as an introvert an extrovert is it an ambivert it's like the mixture i think whether oh. you or well, however you identify the, the reality is if you're if 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 we're insecure you know, we don't do as well as if we've got less stuff going on in our head. So for me, it's like, yeah, it's going to be all right. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you don't need to learn. You don't need to plan or prepare for that you've got going for you. That's going to mm. be there to support you. Because um, I think. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're two things that I'd probably, I probably I only I've literally had this conversation on a coaching call the other day. And I, you know, they, they were two things that came up. So, yeah, there's a start. Well, it's an important start. I, I I love that. I've heard you say this before about the head full of bees. Like it is, it is like that, isn't it? And then there's no room for yeah. anything else. No room for any new thinking or you know creating something. So I, I'm 100 with you. Like the 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 falling away of the stuff is so. Oh, freeing because it's then it's it's creating space and ease. So yeah, and Any, anything. Just, yeah, go on. Sorry, no, go on. I was going to say, and even like sometimes it doesn't sort of fall away straight away. It's like not fighting it if that's the case. Yes. What I yeah. think sometimes happen is, you know, it's three days before the event. We do have a head full of bees or badges or whatever's bouncing around our brain, like it's full of stuff, and then we yeah. like go to war with the stuff in our head, trying, you know, try and get rid of. It. It's like it's okay it's thought like it will it will pass um very often it's the attempt to try and do something about it um, exactly that that sticks more of it in our head in my experience yeah. it's like the the simplest thing isn't it to just be aware of it that being aware and just dropping back from it and and the thing is over time i was talking to somebody was it yesterday oh yeah it was it was a really lovely lady in australia and um I was saying to her, because she was talking about the thing about alcohol turning that, turning off the bees, right? And uh, I said to her... Rather than turning them on. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol doesn't turn bees on. I, I, I said to her, like, your, it, like if your, your goal is to quieten the mind such that, like, you, you don't have that thinking going on, like, you're not, you're not going to do that. Like, it, you, for the entire time that you're in a um, physical body, you're going to think stuff. But over time, if you don't associate with it so much, if you don't get enmeshed into it, it doesn't, it doesn't hold the same power. And it, it does, it, it won't go well together, but it will quieten. It doesn't, mm. you know, it, it, it fades. It's like, what's foregrounding and what's fading off in the background. And the more, and this is why I love thinking of it like a practice, because the more that you, um, you know, loosen your grip on it, then it just, you know, off it goes. And then it'll come back and then you let go of it again, off it goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because there'll be moments in our life where there's seemingly no thinking, but there's always something going on, right? Even if there's not conscious thought, yeah. There's our conscious stuff going going on. Like, you know, it's such a small percentage of what's going on in the special, special effects department anyway. There's always mm. something bumbling around somewhere, right? Because Yeah. I was going to say, when you're sleeping, right? Oh, sure, when exactly. I mean, what a fascinating little realm that is. 
I mean, we're closer to like like Mr. Banks said, we're closer to how it really is when we're asleep. Like it, yeah. like the, the, lots large parts of the conditioned mind are like falling away, and we're just kind of yes. like float yes. in this like subtle state of consciousness. It's closer to true consciousness potentially than you know, yeah, waking state. Anyway, that's definitely a conversation for another day. Oh no, but I know. The the thing is, it's true because if we're if we're kind of content so so you know i've been said this a lot with people with meditation we often think that like oh the goal of meditation is is to to enter a state of relaxation it's like no the goal of meditation really is to sit and be content with what's going on whether you've got a traffic jam in your head or a clear highway like that's the whole point and then you're then because that's that is actually a much more powerful um way of being than attempting to try and you know obliterate all of the thoughts out of your head via yeah. alcohol or something like that right because like you say it's like you know good luck because at some point you're gonna you know you're gonna have a thought pop in your head like we think that's what we do um so that is that is it so it's this it's how we relate to this stuff ahead of time is like if we're if we if we think that the all of the stuff in our head is a huge problem in quotes which is what a lot of people often describe it as then we're we're looking for like, you know, some kind of huge solution to our huge problem when mm. actually it's just thought and it's, you know, it, it, it can, it can pass just as easily as it comes. Um, is that if we stop resisting it a lot of the time, you know, there's new stuff on the way, new thought on the way, new yeah, ways nice. of relating to the world on the way. What's yeah. going on in my hair today? Mm, oh goodness. I, I often think that. I'm glad you said that. Oh dear me. I'm uh, well, the, the other thing that came up on this call, which was wonderful, because the call started off with uh, another person sharing, um, and it was it was wonderful because what she was effectively sharing was that she'd um, instilled a boundary, and so her her, um, her son had called her, and um, she didn't get to speak to him very often, and so it you know, had that pull for like, would love to speak to him because he's just happened to call like right before the call that she was wanting to come on with the group. But rather than get swept away with the feeling of I must do this now, mm. she said to him, can you call back in an hour or so and I've done this call? And it was a big deal for her. And he's yeah. like, yeah, no, yeah, no problem. She went, God, the world's like carried on spinning. Like, yes. So that then brought us into a conversation about caring about ourselves enough to, it's like sticking your neck out for the things that you really need. Because what I heard in our lovely sharer's share was I I have to be on. I have all of this duty to show up for people, for clients, for mm. employees. And I've got no choice in this. Like I have to be a certain kind of way. And uh, so we can talk, we can open this up a little bit, but it, we got into boundaries and the recognition of like, so because no, nobody else can put those kind of things in place for you. And when you start to care about yourself enough to say yes or no, you know, I was of reference quite a lot. Was it last week that we were recording? And I said to you, was it a bit like today? Like I've got a hard stop at time. And last week, I think it was because I needed to I needed to eat something proper because, you know, Tuesday afternoons can be a really, really hectic day. Yeah. And I was saying how 
Like if I hadn't have said to you, oh, I need to finish at such and such a time, we could just keep going and going and going. Mm. But for me to say to you, oh, it's going to have to be this time today, and you're like, yeah, cool, no problem, no problemo. And then I get to go and eat properly, yeah. and I'm nourished, and then I can get through the rest of my day showing up in the way that I want to. But but like you, you couldn't do that for me. You could possibly say, oh, you do, are you getting your lunch today? Are you and hungry? I'm, yeah. Are you hungry? Yeah, but like that—that's not your job. Although I might make it your job one day. Oh, well, I'll, servant. I'll, I'll attempt. I'll attempt Sidekick, prop, I can't servant. Imagine, can't imagine that'll be very good. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, this is there's something around there, isn't there? Definitely the and not just a you know not just a this one sentence of like I, I have to be on. You know, we'll have all sorts of different ways of like mm. I can't escape or or whatever whatever it is we might be saying. It's like just asking yourself: Is that true? Like, what does that what does that actually mean? You know, people will often say this thing. Um, I've said this many times in my life. I can't switch off, right? To like dig into that a bit. Like, I think that's the kind of thing we're getting some coaching or something could be very helpful because those kinds of statements, they're, they're showing like an underlying structure, yeah. a way that well, we relate. Th well, the thing that's really interesting was because the first thing I said to her was, who says that you have to be on all the time? Mm. And then she kind of thought from it and, and then went off into this and there's that and then that. Yeah, but who said? Who said? Mm. And then it's like you see like the penny dropping of like, oh, hang on a minute, self-induced. Ah, okay. <laughs> mm. um, which is hence why the hence hence why the boundaries conversation came in. And also, you know, the energy that we kind of carry that very often kind of frenetic, very I want to do this now, sped up energy, um, is very often. It's actually in the slowing down that we we actually receive what we what we're looking for in the speeding up. Um, mm. It's it's really innocent, but we've we've often got caught up in some kind of idea about ourselves, and it's usually something along the lines of us not being, you know, okay or something like that, one way or another, or not being whole or not being, and that we need, you know, and so we might. You know, I find myself speeding up if I ever get caught up in the idea that fuck, 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 I need to create something because then, then I'll be okay. Like then I'll, I'll really speed up when actually it's right here in this moment where I'm going to be like, no, you're, you're fine, man. Like it's right now, you're fine. You can build from that platform. That's a much more powerful platform. And, and you know, for it might be kind of whenever we're rushing, whenever we're rushing, there's often something very, very useful for us to see and people say a lot like oh, i always do this i rush through everything i rush through my meals i rush through there's, mm. there's something for us to see there and it's not it's not always the thing is it's not always as simple as just taking a breath because you're still you know you're kind of you 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 kind of reverse engineering slowing down like you're we're going to stay fast for as long as it makes sense for us to stay fast and there might be a very good reason for it as well like we might have learned something at some point where it seemingly is a good idea so we need to dig in we need to dig into that so for anyone who's listening who's thinking yeah i'm a bit of a rusher that's the kind of thing that you could get coaching on or that you could join a coaching group and explore because you know there, there might be something really amazing there because we can go to a work do the exact same work do and there'll be like 50 people there 10 of them will feel like they're rushing through it with all sorts of experience there's that yawn and there'll be another 10 p. It's so funny how that, how would I do that? Would I do the um, clips of it? There's like often like, it like it does like a zoom in and I'm talking and you're just like, 
just basically doing this big yawn. It's fucking. I've awful. got three kids, mate. I'm fucked, it's especially dangerous. after last night. Oh my god. I do apologise. I'm very conscious that I'm yawning all the way it's through so, this, so, but it's, it's not. It's, it's not because you're boring. Yeah. Or boring me. Heard that before. <laughs> no, it's okay. I get it. Don't want to coach you, Sam. No, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so just to dig in and explore that, and and like. And it's not that those kinds of interventions, like I said, of taking a breath or taking a pause or leaving the room, it's not that they're not very helpful. It's not that they're you know, like banned or anything. Like I really think they're powerful. Like do those things. But if there's a pattern that keeps showing up, leaving a room to take a breath, as powerful as that is in the moment, is not going to be the thing that kind of reverse engineers the breakthrough necessarily. It might be. We might see the thing we need to see, taking a breath, but it's more likely that we're going to see it through when we're getting curious about it. And we're like, why Why am I like this? Why, why, why do I seem to always be wired this way or wired that yeah. way? Um, well, the, without going off on too much of a tangent, this is why there's a big difference for me between using modalities like breath or movement there's a big difference between using it as a method of supporting oneself and holding oneself through an experience mm. versus bypassing. And the infamous one is the conversation. I may have said this before on the podcast. There was a lady in a path group and she came to this call and she said to me, well, Ellie, uh, basically felt, you know, some kind of like irritation, agitation, discomfort. Um, and well, I went for a walk, still there did some Tai Chi, still there. And I infamously went, you're not going to Tai Chi. And it was like this movement, like as if that's how you do Tai Chi, because you don't. <laughs> I said, you're not going to Tai Chi your way out of it. Because what she was doing was, I mean, lovely that she was moving towards those things mm. and reaching for those things versus booze or another substance. But if you're using something like that as a mechanism to change your state, mm. then therein lies the problem. I mean, yeah. What if what if your body just wants you to feel something? It's like what what if your body's like you're sad? It's time to feel sad for a minute, and, and we open to it. And so yeah, you can you can tai chi or surf or chess or I <laughs> or like make you know do whatever you want till the cows come home. But it's not gonna none of that is gonna be the replacement for what your system just wants to do, which is just yeah. The energy. Well, I had a really interesting one yesterday because I was I was with Pearl, my eldest, and. I needed to go, this is how boring my life is at the minute, I needed to go to my old neighbour, who's known me for many, many, many years, my old next door neighbour, oh, uh, to get her to sign, Get this, this is how old I am now, Sam, to get her to sign my lasting power of attorneys, right? So um, she's my certificate provider. So off, off I go with Pearl. And because of where she lives, we had to drive past our old house, right? And Pearl hasn't been there for a good long time now because it's been sold and somebody else in you know, another family's moved in. And as we were driving towards it, she recognised, oh, hang on, we're going to be going past our old house. Mm. And you could tell that, that there were some thought-generated stuff that was going on and some feelings were starting to come to the surface. And as we got closer, she said to me, she said, when we go past our old house, I'm going to close my eyes. And I said, oh, so that's interesting, love. Why are you going to close your eyes? And she said, because it will make me feel sad. Well, how sweet is that, that she wants to close her eyes and kind of has this uh, sense that feeling sad is 
to be avoided somehow, you know? Mm. And so very gently, I encouraged her to not, or to consider not closing her eyes and to allow the feeling of the sadness. And, and I was talking to her about, yeah, it's very sad. I still, and how I felt, you know, I still feel very sad and I miss the house. And, and, and the thing that was beautiful was as we went past the house, we both kind of like looked at it and said hello to the old house. And, uh, and and she was she was perfectly like okay she she didn't you know collapse into floods of tears or anything, but I'm so thankful that we had that opportunity because she's got the proof, you know, within of oh, like I I, I might think that something is going to take me down or that I'm going to crumble under the weight of something, but actually, I'm capable of including the whole thing. Mm. Oh, it's a nice share. It was a nice share. It was a nice share. I was I, I was really, really proud of her, you know? And this is the difference that, you know, for, for all, all of our listeners, you you know, even if you think that you are doing a terrible job as a human being or a parent or a, a worker or whatever or a, a non-drinker or whatever you're, you're attempting to, uh, to, to be proficient at right now, just the fact that you are looking in this direction and that you are willing and that you are open and that you have the propensity to turn inward is it's huge because we have little eyes and big eyes looking at us and it makes a difference and and that will make that interaction will hopefully make a big difference to pearl and her capacity to uh, navigate her own um, emotional landscape so yeah and that's so huge because often it's the it's the it's the kind of worry of like oh I'm not going to be able to feel that or I'm not going to be able to handle that and it's of course we can we we've been built to feel all that stuff we, it's about breathing through it and and like you know either literally or metaphorically keeping our eyes open right mm. and being with it and you know that's that's amazing yeah and I think when we're that it, age they're often they're, they're powerful moments because we you you know you remember things like that. You do. And, and and you imagine the the potential difference if she'd have closed her eyes through that experience. Then every time she'd have gone past the house in the future or faced another feeling of, right, I'm just going to close my eyes and resist it. Released her. Potentially re at least a Samskara real time. There you are. Oh, fuck yeah, I have, yeah. Half, do I get a high five for that? So. There you go. One, and we'll do like a Rishi Sunak one where you do that. Have you seen that? where he's doing a TikTok. Because you know this thing that the kids do, the kids do, where you do, where you put your hand over like that and when you take your hand off, you're and in a And then somebody else appears. Oh, oh, yeah, or you're in a different place. You're like on the beach or something. Really <laughs> soon, just like does that. Like pulls his hand back and he's just, it's, he's just done that. He's just in the same place. Oh, he's <laughs> such a fucking brilliant. dick. Yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, anyway, um, let's let's not get, let's get political. No, let's not get political. I oh, got really political on the call yesterday. Did you? Fucking oh, yeah. Stories. Um, Definitely, um, definitely suggest not getting hyper political. Anyhow, do you know what though? I think it is another thing that came up on this call that I had with this lady the other day was she was actually it was a pretty similar experience. She had her work due coming up, first time doing it alcohol free. I think. Forgive me if you're listening, um, but she, um, and and I sort of said, she I said, are you staying in the place? She was like, oh yeah. I was like, well, have you considered that on on the hour you just go down for the first hour? have your alcohol-free drink or wherever it is. And then on the hour, you go up to your 
mm. room and just take a breath for a minute because that kind of thing it's like it's very easy to relate to that it's like i've got to be on for five days but it's like really like we life's only ever moment by moment by moment like if we're thinking in terms of a five-day thing that we've got to handle in one moment like that's going to be overwhelming but if we're thinking in terms of like bit by bit by bit are you all right are you coming because that's what i said to uh, i nearly said oh, right. i said the same thing i said mm-hmm. um well what you probably heard me say it fuck you <laughs> i just told you this before we started recording good, so you just made that ideas. story up where your good ideas come from isn't it me i, I said to her <laughs> why don't you just set a little alarm on your phone yeah. and then every hour you get a reminder to just go out i said go outside stand outside and you could, because I'd been, I don't know why, I was walking the dogs and I felt the need to do this as I was walking the dogs. I think oh, it might have been because I was climbing. I did some um, I did some climbing the other day. What, like indoor or Fuck outdoor? me. I, uh, indoor on a climbing wall. I, I haven't yeah. done that since I was, I don't know, in my 20s. I used to fucking love it. And I climbed up this wall and I was like, oh, I forgot about this. Fucking love it. And I got Sweet. to the top and then I went, oh, I've got to let go now. And I haven't let go for it. 20 years <laughs> yeah i don't i don't have to let go because it's all bouldering so i make well, my way back well, down so i then promptly looked into can i is there a climbing wall in cambridge that's Probably. roped mm. um and there isn't there's bouldering so i might just start bouldering instead oh yeah you'll love it see cool but key. i think i needed to do this because of course you, you know you're, you're working all of this mm. Muscle, all of the, the muscle. So anyway, so I was walking around. Like, so that was top of mind. I said to go outside and do some like power posey type stuff or lie in the grass outside. <laughs> Feel the sun in your face. Even if it's just for 60 seconds and then you mm. go back in again, you're getting a little recharge. Yeah. Well, I mean, day. yeah, exactly. And the thing is, if your room, if your room's upstairs, I don't see, because we have these ideas of what we can or can't do, don't we? But you know, yeah. we, there's no reason why we can't just go upstairs and just chill out for 15 minutes or something. You know, it's fine. And as I say, it's like those things are very powerful. Any kind of somatic work is amazing. It may be, you know, I know I said it's not necessarily the thing that's going to shift the pattern, but it might be because very often if something like that brings up something in us, just going and taking 10 minutes or 15 minutes to go and breathe and be with those feelings may actually be the very thing that we need in order to process the loop. Like, so if you think about Pearl driving past the house, seemingly the thing that she most wanted to avoid was something that was potentially going to be very, very healing. So Mm -hmm. whenever we go into these events, they're a huge opportunity for that conditioning to come up. And we meet, you know, we meet that guy who's an asshole and it brings that thing up and we feel reactive, but then we take a minute to breathe and feel it and don't run away or don't avoid it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, things can start looking very different. I mean, I know for me, I'm someone who for the longest time thought I would never, ever be um, able to kind of be confident with people that I haven't met before. Um, and it, I'm not always confident now, right? We were talking about this, but I can do things now that seemingly would have been weird to me. A few, I would have been like, what? Like, so the, I think, I, I don't know if I told you, I went, I went on a mandate with my phlebotomist the other day. What the fuck? <laughs> so basically every six months, your face, every six months I get my bloods taken, um, and do, you know, you know, do a blood panel or whatever, just to have a look at what's going on. And you're having a bromance with your phlebotomist. And there's this absolute legend. He's well cool. And um, I was like, so after the second time, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to ask this guy if he wants to go for a coffee. 
So we went for a burger on Friday night, and I think oh, Sam. Got a new friend. But that oh, kind of thing. Sam, I'm yeah, really that, happy for you, mate. Oh, thanks. Oh. That kind of thing. You know, I'd never have done that a few years ago. Never. Never in a million years, right? And sometimes these days it's like, well, take risks. Just throw yourself in. Go and go and say that thing. And and it's weird because um, I I don't know. It's it's weird. It's how things can change. It you is very imagine, I, I invited that there's a lady that made some curtains for me and we were getting on like a house on fire. And I invited her. Um, first of all, I was like, God, I think even she might have said to me like, oh, maybe you should go like for a okay. coffee or something. So um, we were we were about to rent it, and I, I messaged her, and I went, "Oh, do you fancy coming along to this this gong bath?" And she's like, "Oh, lovely, yeah. What's that all about?" And I started to tell her, and then never heard from her again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Maybe that wasn't for her. <laughs> You're a weird hippie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't think you were a hippie. Shit. You know, what did she initially think it was? Just some bath. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe she's sex people. And she thought it was some kind of like sex bath thing. <laughs> and when as soon as she learned it wasn't a sex bath, she was like, "Fuck that! Yeah, fuck that! I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lie somewhere and listen to sounds when I could be in a sex. Bath. I could be at a sex party. Jesus. Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> this is great. So yeah, so there were no sex baths on Friday night. We just went out for a burger, but it was um. It was fair. But my point is, it's amazing what can shift. And the moment we say to ourselves, the moment we identify as something being us, it becomes problematic. And whenever we say, I am blah, 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 mm. and relate to that thing as if it's fixed, permanent, you know, we we very often just find evidence for that. But you might surprise yourself. You might surprise yourself. You have that moment where you just, you know, fall into connection with one person or whatever. Or many um, people. Yeah, sex party. with sex people. Uh, people listening, they're going to be like, "What are sex people?" Well, you have got to watch Alan Partridge for that. <clears throat> sex people, Lynn. <sighs> right, Lynn, I, Lynn I is talk... so good. Huh. Lynn is so good in that program. Lynn. Oh she's no, so she's brilliant, isn't she? And she's totally like when when you see her in real life, how different she is from Lynn. Oh, Crap. she's and like it's it. She's such. She plays that part so well. Most a lot of people in America. I know that Mr. S my <laughs> good friend, Mr. Scott Pinyard, he like laps up British comedy and stuff. And so I'm sure many of our listeners do. But yeah. if you don't, if you don't know who Alan Partridge is, please look him up. Well, the look. My 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 idol. My I, I watched um Alpha Papa, which is um for those that don't know, it's one of the Alan Partridge films, and it, it's so fucking. It's one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen, and it's that bit where. Lynn's hair. She gets her hair done to go on camera, and um, and then Alan sees her and is like, "Oh, your hair looks like it's exploded." Because <laughs> they filmed some of that uh, where me mum and dad live, because it's there's parts of it. Caster, Cromer, and I think oh like God. up the north, up the Norfolk coast, and stuff like that. But anyhow, we digress. Got, got on a tangent again. So anyway, let's talk about the the other stuff. Let's just rattle off a bunch of stuff like the that people can do. Um, and now I've forgotten all the things that I said to this lady. Let me have a think. What did I say to her? One of the things I did, oh, actually, here's the, here's the frame. What I said to her was you get to plan, um, kind of re restoring you and, you know, um, giving yourself these, what's that say? Dollops, little dollops of self-care 
before. So what are you going to do before? What are you going to do during? And then what are you going to do after? And the after bit's really important because there can often be the, and we've definitely talked about this before on the show. (laughs) We've talked about, um, to use the the term like getting through something, getting through something alcohol-free, coming out the other side and then going, ah, and absentmindedly drinking or something else because we haven't thought about what might happen from a nervous system perspective afterwards. So one of the things I said to this lady was, uh, are you going to, well, what happens when it finishes? Oh, well, I'd get a flight back and what, so you're just going to rush straight home and then get back into mum mode and doing mode. Well, that's what I typically do. Right, well, if, if it's within your financial means, why don't you stay another night? Stay another night, have a good night's sleep, mm. have a bath or a spa Decently. or a massage or do something like that, nice dinner, yeah. and then go back well-rested the next day because you'll have more to offer your family by doing that for the sake of the you know the investment of time and money for a night away. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. It is very important, actually. When I Ages ago, when I first used to work with people around events and stuff, I was, used to do a before, during, and after kind of thing as well. And I, yeah, you know, there's, well, there's loads of stuff that we could talk about. There's having our intention for it rather than having a bunch of expectations of how it's definitely going to go and it always goes this way and all that kind of stuff. Like aligning with an intention, what do you want to discover about yourself? Um, planning those boundaries around time, around, you know, is it going upstairs to your room for an hour? Is it popping outside for a breath? Um, is it having a time when you're going to leave, you know, and actually just mm. going at like mm. nine o'clock at night or whatever. And when people say to you, just be like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to feel like shit in the morning. And like, that's enough. There's no need for you to explain yourself or any of that stuff. And if they whinge or whatever, that's, that's their problem, right? It's working to have your 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 boundaries and your business set up around your or just sneak out <laughs> just sneak out well, the other thing that's interesting about this sort of stuff is when you start to do it it gives permission to other people to do it as well yeah oh, i'm so fucking glad that you decided that you because you know now i'm going to do the same thing yeah <sighs> yeah 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 so that stuff's important you know beforehand for me it's about preparation um you know plan we can try and come up with a plan but the thing about planning, I think, is often that, you know, it doesn't always go according to plan. So what's the preparation we can do? Can we can we figure out whether they've got alcohol-free drinks ahead of time, all that kind of stuff? Is that, Have you got a dog issue? Is there a dog issue happening? Or is there a sneezing issue? I just had to have a really big cough, but I, f- I felt like I was going to throw up Mr. Sam. Yeah, don't do that. Here. Yeah, all right. Oh. Don't do that. Okay, I'll crack on. Um, oh. And, yeah, you know, it's – I think – Knowing that just just going and practicing genuine curiosity with people, saying to yourself, I'm going to be genuinely curious. I'm going to learn some stuff about these people, even if they're people that you already know or that you think you know well. And get asking questions and get listening and see what happens and see what happens. Because the moment you think it's about you and how you show up rather than how you get curious with other people. Look at this. You've got the magic finger. What's the magic finger about? Did you, did you get one of those through the post? Recently. No. Why have I not got one of them? Well, I'm sure you'll, you'll have one winging its way to you. I just realised it? it was there. Look. Oh, that's great. No, I don't have one of them. That looks like something from Chicken Run. Yeah, but a blue Chicken Run. <laughs> yeah, that's courtesy <laughs> of Nonna Sean. 
Oh, it's great. That's so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, the bird. Like, for, those, for those people things. that are not watching, it's the bird. Looking the bird. Oh, don't do that on the Ellie's currently freaking out because her dog is doing something. I don't know what it is. Um, this is probably quite a good one to watch on YouTube because it's been an absolute shit show. Um, so, you know, we're going to release it exactly as it was recorded. Uh, and so there's all that. And I love the idea of that. Do you know what? I think also for... So, so me and Rob often go to a festival every summer. And one thing that I think can be very powerful after something like that is to not like drive straight home and crash bang straight back into life, but to actually go and take uh, a night in a hotel somewhere, just have a good night's sleep, have a shower, chill out, and then drive back the next day after a good night's sleep and all the rest of it. Those transitions are, are important. Mm -hmm. Time. Yes. Yeah. Mm. It's that, like you get to assimilate stuff, don't you? What? <laughs> Fucking dogs, man. Honest to God. I love them, but wow. Pains in the ass, isn't they? Release the hounds. Um, you and I definitely, I nearly said that a second ago. And then I thought, yeah. no, I'm not going to say that because it's rather random. You know, just... <laughs> ADHD, I can do what I like. <laughs> um, so I just, uh, yeah, I think all of those things. and But more than anything, I think it is trusting that you literally have a source of wisdom and guidance that's going to, with no thinking in your mind whatsoever, with the less that you've got going on and the more you're just in that room, connected to people, curious, just learning about them, you know, you're going to do, you're going to do okay. And even if you're someone who doesn't like big groups, if you only like small groups, all that, yeah, all of that taken into account. It's the same for all of us. You know, the more insecure we feel, the more challenging it feels and the, the less mm. we've got going on in our head, the easier it all seems. Um, yeah. So do the things that are going to help you have less going on. Yeah. So I, th I think putting a little bit of um, thought in beforehand can be really helpful. For example, one of the people on the call said they'd been to a similar sort of thing and they took with them um, a touchstone, so it was something to kind of anchor them into nice. their intention. And, of course, the folks that are in the path get their alive stone. So this lady went, oh, I'm going to take my alive stone because mm. she can just have that in her pocket and she can yeah. just, you know, smooth her fingers over it. Lovely little thing. So I think that can be really helpful. But what you're saying about, yeah, essential oils, lovely. But what you're saying about just having that fortitude, that steadfastness of, like, even without going along with a bag of, like a kit bag, I've got mm. everything that I need within me. And if I can allow myself to be present enough to tune into the guidance. Like I'll know what to do. I'll know whether it's a, I need a minute outside to power pause or whether I want to go and lie down in my room for 10 minutes or whether I need to eat something. I mean, this is the other thing I was talking to this lady about was um, making sure, irrespective of what you're kind of being served, but making sure that you have got access to things that are go going to yeah. nourish you from a, a, a food perspective and, and and hydrating because really basic stuff like that makes a huge difference. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it does. It really, really does. So, yeah, all that stuff's really important because I love what you said earlier. There's a, there's a huge difference between um, using anything as like a, an attempt to try and bypass something that might be really helpful mm. and actually just supporting ourselves to 
to just have the experience that we're having. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Sweet. Mm. Oh. So, good, good good place to pause, maybe? I'll yeah, stop. maybe. Maybe. Um, I was just thinking earlier about, oh, God, this is like it's so fucking ADHD, this episode. Because earlier on when you were talking about ADHD, I was like, oh, my God, the squirrel. And then the other day on a call, it was like I was in a, like in the moment with somebody. The fucking dog saw a squirrel outside, and that was it. Bark fest. I'm distracted by the squirrel, telling everyone about the squirrel. Just, you know, it can happen. It can happen. Mm. It can happen to all of us, can't it? But yeah, it's. Uh, well, I think we've done quite well. I think people often Cons say all things considered. Yeah, exactly. People seem to think that um, these things are much more planned than they than they are that seems to be the general consensus well i think it's because we're consummate professionals mm, yeah that is definitely how i would describe myself it's a, the trademark of the um podcast it's a sober <clears throat> consummate professionals love it yeah right team go forth have a fantastic work do and of course this is applicable to any do doesn't have any shindig any mm. love that word um sure. yeah anything that fits in the category of event this is obviously applicable to so sex yeah. parties <laughs> sex parties yeah yeah or, all of the above make sure you've got make sure you stop stop for an extra night <clears throat> just chill out <laughs> anyway i just nearly came out with another alan partridge one it's a bit rude so i'll maybe just leave that one for another day for the blue episode that our members get to listen to. Yeah, okay. We'll do that. We'll 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 make it even more blue. You've been very sweary recently. I've not been feeling very sweary recently. I think it's but well, I was about to say on a serious note, I do think that some of it is like I think it's a somatic practice. There you go. So it's a release. There and go. there's also been quite an interesting discussion to be had around is bloody a swear word? Well, I mean... Because it was when I was a kid. Well, but, yeah, I mean, in the UK, it definitely was like considered something like that. But isn't it weird that we can use a word that is absolutely in another context, not a swear word? Mm. You know? There's loads of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, swear words are mad. It's uh, maybe a topic for another podcast. I'll bring no, the kids on, they'll love it. Mum, is crap do... a swear word? Because Thomas to... Crapper invented the toilet. <laughs> there you go. I used to do, when I worked, this is a cool little finishing note, when I worked in uh, special ed, I used to um, do lessons on swearing and stuff like that because for many of the kids, like, they didn't have a clue about like when they could, would, should, when it's like up to them or the rest of it. So we used to, <laughs> they used to be like, sir, you can't, you can't be doing that, sir. And I was like, yeah, well, we're doing it, so it's all good. This sounds like our car ride to school the other day. Oh, no, yeah. yesterday, because Pearl, Pearl was like talking about swearing. I said to her, look, love, swearing's not the issue. It's, mm. you know, have it, it's the context in which that you're swearing and it's having um, consideration for people around you that, you know, and I was giving her example, so I, I said something to her like, um, if you were going to... Uh, Oh god, how did I phrase it? I said something like, "If you were go, if you were going to like call me, I don't know, ass bag." I think I said, "Mum, you're an ass bag." Then not so good. 
But if you were going to call me like, oh, mummy, you've been an ass bag. Okay. Like, it's mm. <laughs> context, the intention, the audience. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, agreed. It's a, whoa, I've got more of these soil flies. Less of them, though. They're on the way out. Like the lice. <laughs> like the head lice. I'd rather have soil flies than head lice. I'd not, I'd rather have, well, actually, I don't know if I want soil flies in my hair. Right, we need to stop now. Um, right, everybody, love you. Yo, thanks for bearing with us. Bye. Bye. Bye.